You are listening to the Sons of Asaph, a worship podcast. What is up, everybody? This is Adam Richardson. And I'm Sean Patrick. Welcome to the Sons of Asaph, a worship podcast. We're glad that you've joined us again, that we didn't scare you away the last time with, uh, with our conversation. We just want to invite you back in to the conversation about worship, about leading worship, about church ministry, all those things. So we're glad that you are with us this morning or this afternoon, this evening, or this night, whenever you're listening. So Adam, how you doing, man? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Not bad. Family's healthy, I think, I hope. We uh, haven't seemed to catch COVID, but maybe maybe there's a chance we're asymptomatic and we've given it to all of our friends, hopefully. We, you know, it's, it is the, the season of giving. <laughs> oh, man. Adam's, Adam's in a mood this morning, guys. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad that you guys are healthy. I'm glad that, that things are going on. How'd Sunday go for you guys? Sunday was outstanding. So we we uh, pastor pastor Steve, I'm my pastor. He's uh, he called me earlier in the week and he's like, "How do we do this? I've got nine people who want to get baptized, and I don't I don't know. You know, like we've done this. We we bought ourselves this horse trough because well, your church was an inspiration of that, and so <laughs> we we made a horse trough look really pretty. And I told him I was like, I hope you rinse the like horse slime and stuff out of that thing but uh yeah it's still a horse trough uh no matter what what color you paint it um but it looked good and filled it with uh (laughs) we filled it with uh boiler water from because we meet in a school so we just hooked a hose to the boiler and just like boil like people were getting once they started the baptisms people were getting in there like whoa 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 this is a hot tub (laughs) and it was just it was sitting on the stage (laughs) i was like this is legit yeah, let's put boiling water in this baby and make a whole bunch of lobsters out of these baptisms. Um, and afterwards, and, uh, you put some tea in there and then served up some some spicy uh, hot wassail. Uh, you know? uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw the water after, and I was yeah. like, "No, oh, yeah. no." <laughs> uh, horse horse trough baptism water is not anything that you. Uh, <laughs> It's a delicate it's a delicacy in, in different countries but but not here. <laughs> okay, so, you, ba- you baptized how many people? So we ended up baptizing I think 8 in total. Eight. Um eight. we awesome. had we had some people had a, have a difficulty getting there otherwise we would we had 9 in line and and listed to you know, they like we order t-shirts that say all in um, and you know, they get a t-shirt after they get dunked. Um, and I, well, actually, I think it's they wear that T-shirt while they get dunked, and then they get you know get back into their other clothes. Um, and you know, like just just kind of like I, I think Steve he was asking me like he's like, what do we do? Like when when do we do these baptisms, and how do you want worship to work with it? I'm like, bro, it's it's simple. Like I'll sing, and then you know I'll, I'll start a song, and then you start baptisms, and I'll watch, and you know, and then yeah. when somebody comes out of the water, it's a celebration. Everybody cheers and claps, and I start singing a verse, and then I stop before I hit the chorus, and you dunk the next person. They come out, I sing the chorus, and I, like it just worked seamlessly. Like, and he he was, I think it was interesting because it was kind of out of his league as far as. 
I guess the only word I can think of is choreography when it comes to baptisms and worship yeah. combining them. Yeah. And it worked it worked amazingly. Um, we had a we had a couple extra come late at the very end of service. Uh, we were we were sitting there, and I come up, I do a, another song at the end of service, and um, we uh, so this one gal she walks up, she's wearing her all in shirt, and she's she walks up to the stage, and they're like, oh yeah, let's do this, and so they do the baptism for her, start singing uh, a worship song, I think it was Holy Spirit, and just kind of doing this like really kind of. I don't know how to say it, like melancholy version of it, like super, super calm and chill version yeah. of Holy Spirit. And uh, um, all of a sudden some dude comes up and just like starts taking his his belt off and kicking his shoes off and like unbuttoning his pants. And Steve's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're yeah. going to get, you know, like you're, that's what you're wearing in, to get baptized in, any, in, bro. In any other service, that's a whole different conversation. But... <laughs> But yeah, in, in a bad yeah. Service, so yeah, take, so he took out all of his stuff out of his pockets and then just ended up uh, getting 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 done with the whole baptism thing. Are you still there, dude? Hey, there we go. technology's fun. Well, that that's awesome. That's really cool that, uh, I mean, I've, I've always wanted that to happen. Um, we do the same kind of thing. Like, we have the, the same services that, uh, you know, we set up our, our horse trough baptismal unit. And uh, we have, like, a little heater unit. So we set it up the day before, and this thing circulates the water till it's a nice, good temperature. Um, and then, like, we, we know who we're baptizing. We have them share a testimony and uh, they, you know, they talk about this is why I want who why I want to follow Jesus, and then uh, and then we dunk them. And so at, at, after every time that we do that, we open it up like if anybody wants to be baptized right now, like come on, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I've yet to be part of a service uh, at our church that's ha- it has happened at our church, but I happened to be taking uh, a vacation. Uh, I was on vacation when it happened, so I didn't get to see it. Which I, when I got back, and they're like, "Oh, it happened." I was like, no, like, you know, like I wanted it, I wanted it to happen real bad. So like, that's awesome. And like such a cool thing, like you don't need to wait for a formal, like a formal time where you like, you get a t-shirt and you know, like all this stuff. Like if you want to follow Jesus, like let's, let's get baptized. Let's, let's do yeah. this thing. It's, it's obviously a way, a way cool thing to do um, in front of the body and with the body so that the, 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 the body of Christ, like, yeah. welcomes you like you know it's that formal declaration of you know I'm I'm dying to myself I choose to live for Christ and it's that picture that we see in baptism and so you want to do that but like you know the the Ethiopian you know like uh with uh oh this Paul yeah when and and he just he, he's Paul? like hey I'm, Peter do you want to know about what it was it Paul or was it it Peter Mary, Peter was Joseph. Peter was the one that like always always walked around like he's uh, like his his like I'm, in I'm the beginning of Acts when he's like he's like well we should get baptized then you know and he's like we went to this well you should get baptized then so I, I'm I don't know though I don't know if it's story of Paul and Peter up. are you looking up okay I'm looking I'm looking it up well anyway. Um, 
I think, yeah, it, it was an experience, probably one of the first times I can remember having anybody just kind of spontaneously walk up and be like, dude, dunk me. Come on. I got flannel on. It'll dry. Yeah. You know? And just <laughs> just did it. And I was I was blown away. And usually, like, baptisms for me, I'm a blubbery mess. And so it was good that there was enough, you know, distraction for me to focus on some of the rhythm and cadence of what was happening to where I didn't get too involved. And we had to do these so fast. Like, you know, it wasn't time to listen to somebody's testimony about why they've made the decision to follow Christ. Like we didn't, yeah, we want to hear that kind of stuff. But unfortunately, because of the list of people that we had, we were like, look, this is just going to be a big celebration. We're going to dunk you. We're going to bring you out of the water. This is a victory over death. Yeah, let's, let's scream and shout and just just praise God for yeah. that moment. Next. <laughs> and, and, you know. Right, it was good so for all the people who are all the people who are listening and were yelling at their at their uh, their <laughs> podcasting device about who who it was. It's in Acts chapter eight, and it's Philip. Ah! Uh, and the Ethiopian, <laughs> uh, the Ethiopian, Why? The Ethiopian He's he's reading scripture, and as he's reading scripture, Philip says, uh, "Do you understand?" Like he walks up on him and says, "Do you understand what you're reading?" And like I love what he says, "How can I unless someone guides me?" And so Philip leads him, talks to him about what the scripture is, talks to him about Jesus, and then the the, the, the eunuch says to Philip, about whom I ask you, does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? He continues to teach about Jesus, and he's like, hey, let's get baptized. And then here's the craziest part. Philip baptizes the, the eunuch. When he comes up out of the water, it's like this magic poof, like Philip is gone. And he just ends up... <laughs> in like some other town and he just like the eunuch is like oh he's gone and he's just like he's happy about it and then Philip finds himself in this town called Azotus and he just and he goes like okay well I guess I'm here now so I'm gonna keep preaching like we skip over that part so much and like that's what that's what sticks up to me that's what sticks out to me so much is like wait a minute like bro just disappeared after he baptized me like you know he was like let's and he's up and gone and then like, I wonder Philip just shows up in a town like bing, like you know like <laughs> I really I, I like the idea of this like maybe if if I want to take a family vacation to like Oklahoma and see some friends I just <laughs> I want to see if this works like I want to just find a stranger ask him if they want to get baptized find a you know like a <laughs> bottle of aquafina Pour it over them and see if our family just ends up in Oklahoma City. No, you know, like I, I would like it easy full, travel. It'd have to be full immersion. Yeah, it's like it's, it, I don't know, like it's like Star Trek's, you know, uh, transporter or. Harry Did they Potter, have a horse trough? Uh, it was like <laughs> just wherever you have a horse trough, and it's like I'd like to go to now. You know, like, <laughs> I don't think you know. There's there's some description and some prescription. I, I would assume that that was a description part. Um, <laughs> dude, we had a good Sunday too. We uh, we had we did communion, and so like everything is different, right? Like in, in the time of a pandemic, you have to you have to be careful. So we bought these single serve communion cup things where you peel one layer mm. off, and they've got like a wafer, and then you peel the next layer off, and that's the that's the the juice. Um, they taste absolutely horrible. They're yeah. they're, they're not good at all. But you know they they keep for a long time, so they're horrible. We use for those. A long time. Um, We've yeah, had those for the last thirty years. 
You really? <laughs> well, at least oh. I'm I'm we're able to keep them years. that long. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the shelf life is incredible with them. Uh, but we 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 put them all in you know in baggies and and put them on the chairs, and so people were able to do that. It's such an interesting day, like in leading as we start services and you know like welcoming both an online audience and. Um, the, the people who are in the room and, you know, you're leading and like trying to acknowledge and bring in the people that are watching you, uh, online as well as engage the people who are in the room. Um, and so we, we ran a a few, uh, Christmas tunes, uh, including a version of Handel's Messiah, which is crazy. And it was, it was really good. It, it, It came off really well. And, um, then, uh, yeah, we're, we're in a series in Isaiah and then move that into, so we talked about the suffering servant mm-hmm. and, uh, and moved, moved into communion. And it was such this really, it was a really cool, uh, moment handled really well. And several of the songs that we selected, um, like even like the handles Messiah. And then we, they're in communion. We did, um, kind of a throwback, but by his wounds, which is you know, singing Isaiah scripture in Isaiah over and over. And so like, I loved being able to like actually sing scripture and incorporate what we, what it was that we were doing in the service felt like we had a really, really good and encouraging Sunday. And, um, yeah, man, like our, our team, our team has done well and our, our, our people are, are in. And so it's, it's been, it's been fun. It'll definitely be, um, It'll be weird the first moment, you know, whoever knows, like, who knows, whenever they, they, they say the pandemic is done, you know, and like, when do you 100% go back to normal or do you, you know, like the questions of like, you know, well, we, we, we don't want to hand, you know, communion dishes around, you know, or like, you know, like pass the plate, you know, offering plates, yeah. or like any of those kind of things. Like, when do you, when do you go back to that stuff? And so like, that's, that's those are interesting questions that we've thought about and yeah, and our people are thinking about. So it's interesting. Well, we set a table up. We set a table up front for communion and like that's, I mean, that, that's kind of a, a similar concern in the sense of saying like, uh, you know, Hey, come up and grab the elements. Like we don't distribute that. We just, we just pass it out or like, we don't even pass it out. Like they go up to the table. So you have this line of people that, you know, aren't socially distancing and, you know, you're just like stacking up on top of each other. Like we've distanced out all the cups. So they're all like spread out, but that's still like, okay, yeah. that's just, that's almost just for show at that point, because these people are just walking up like, right. Excuse me. Pardon me. Just let me get, I just need to get my cup, you know, <laughs> you know you're like, okay. <laughs> and so, well, it's, you know, it's like you've been, you've been Christmas shopping probably and yeah. seen how many people like, like stores are packed. And like you know, uh, that kind of stuff, and like it's it's like okay, you know, I don't know. Like, I, there's no right answer to it, right? It's not math. It's not one plus one is two. You know, you got to do what you can do to be as safe as possible. So, like, you know, I'm glad that you guys did a baptism service because we're actually trying to be like trying to figure out what what we do to actually have one because we have people who want to be baptized, but we're also like we have to do this and be safe. And so um, we can definitely do- learn from the folks who've done it. Yeah, I do appreciate Steve's effort to, you know, he did the research about, you know, how do I dunk people in shared water and and that be okay during a pandemic? And That's a heck of a Google search. How do I dunk <laughs> people in shared water? 
Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I, what I ended up do, what, what he ended up doing is like super heavily chlorinating the water so that, I mean, like from the other side of the stage, you could smell the chlorine. I was like, that's... I think that's going to do it, man. That'll kill at least the first four rows of people who are sitting. Any bacteria, you know. There you go. <laughs> so nothing, nothing survives. There you go. <laughs> so well, the, it's, all, the all in shirts are proof that, like, as they dunk the people, the shirts change color from the, <laughs> the, the excessive amount of chlorine that's in there. So you know that they're all in because they were willing to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that, man. <laughs> they're gonna go wash those, and they're gonna have like white spots, like just. <laughs> and you'll you'll know that they're all in, like they're willing to ruin a t-shirt for it. So. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I that, one of the big questions for me, and I, I know we got to move on in in what we're doing and talking about today, but um, I I was curious in the whole I you know spirit of baptism. I know that the people in person are not the only ones who are looking at this, who are, you know, we've had people who have come to us and told us, hey, man, over the last few months, we've been following you and like listening to your sermons. We've only been online, but like, you know, just a little bit ago, we just gave our lives to Christ, our whole family, our yeah. whole household. And I'm like, praise God. Yeah, and, awesome. and I think the, the challenge has been... Um, you know, to minister to those people who are still at home watching videos and going mm-hmm. like they want to get baptized too. You know, I, I've I've kind of had that heart and passion to try to figure out a way to minister to that. Like I, I've I've been mulling around the idea of doing Wednesday night services online, so that there's some level of interaction that's happening there. Yeah. Um, not necessarily like a Facebook Live, but an actual more Bible study like Zoom call. And um, I, I think. I don't know yet how to how to specifically do all that, but but my big curiosity comes down to, you know, if I want to do something like baptisms, you know, of course clothed, but what what about doing it like bathtub baptisms? And just these people are at home yeah. and they're like, uh, you know, even if you're even if you're solo, you're by yourself and you get in there in your skibbies and a in a t-shirt and. You know, and you dunk and just make sure I'm like, hey, come out of the water. Please don't just stay under there. OK, everything's everything's made new. <laughs> so, you know, go ahead. Dunk yourself. Come on out. You're baptized. Um, <laughs> come out. I, hey, I think that's hey, a really come good out. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a really good idea of, you know, like so much in the church. Like we talked about in, a, in previous episodes, we've talked about creativity with like a monolith. But like, what about what about that idea of you know like there are ordinances of the church like we had to get we had to get creative. We just talked about you know the ordinances, baptism and communion, and yeah. you know like we had we we've had to be creative in order to do those things. You know, there's there's there is that level of creativity, but there like you're right, there are those people at home that that are like, hey, I don't know that I feel safe to come into the building, but I still want to follow Jesus. How do I do this? And so like. You know, we, we we can take Bible studies to homes that like we people have taken communion to, to to people's homes and like administer that. Yeah. Like like even in that example that we did that both Adam and I didn't know that it was Philip. Um, you know, like the the, the Ethiopian uh, Bible the, teachers. The, the, the eunuch the eunuch says to Philip's like, well, there's water here. Why can't I be baptized? And Philip's like, yeah. Well, let's get that done. You know, it's that same thing. Like in you know, I I think that. The, it's it's the heart and we we in you know the western church and you know co- 
you know, organized church buildings, you know, we want it to be as in front of as many people as possible because the message of baptism truly is like, I'm laying down my life. And the people that witness that um, are agreeing with you and they see the commitment that you're making. And as far as part of the body of Christ, it helps us hold each other accountable. Such an awesome thing. But there's also the moment, like, there's a reason that, like, you don't just, like, baptize yourself like you were talking about. Dunk yourself. <laughs> no, like, like it, you want to have a witness there or witnesses there who can hold you accountable to the decision that you've made. And, and so, like, yeah, like, I, I, I don't have a single problem at all with, uh, you know, like, if, if the family is cool with it, having a couple pastors come over and, like, literally baptize somebody in the bathtub. Well, and, and even if and, it's and, not and to celebrate people that way, you know, like he's one of our online people uh, who's joined with us in the pandemic. Here's what we did, church. Like, here's 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 how we yeah. experienced that. Well, I, I, I would even say go as far as this is say, like, if, if they're not even comfortable having a pastor come over, you know, um, and that's not that's not really something that they're very they feel like in their home. They want to expose their house to or, or sure. vice versa. They don't want to expose a pastor sure. To, to this, um, you know how how do you how do you facilitate that? Because I don't think it physically requires somebody to like you know Peter didn't be like I have to hold your shoulders and yeah. push you into the water in order to pull you back out. You know, like it it is so much fun though. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> especially if you have got a good firm grip and they're still underwater for a minute. You know, you're like thirty eight. 39 yeah bubbles have stopped all right come on oh no 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 no. (laughs) but you know like what about doing something like we 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 meet on a zoom call for our podcast even if it's set set in that sort of private setting me as as a pastoral individual administering that through a zoom call with somebody who's you know, sitting in their bathtub and maybe there's a family member there to help dunk them. Or if they don't, there's just a single person that, that wants to do that. I'm there as a witness. And then, yeah. you know, sharing that in a community still, even in a virtual sense, going Facebook live and doing that, you know, like yeah. something, something to that capacity still represents what baptism is, which is just that outward proclamation of an inward change. Yep. And that, you know, I, I think that that's something that, you know, we 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 as pastors maybe gravitate towards that like physical like we have to administer this, but yeah. but it doesn't really require an actual physiological thing it, or a physical yeah. cha- thing. It's it's more just a, a presence of witness, right? And you know. I, I think that's an excellent idea. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that idea and take it. And maybe you, the, you, our listeners, should also steal that idea if you're with you're grappling with how to how to do church ministry. Like we, how many how many of your meetings have been on Zoom? How many of you are working online? How many of you uh, are our kids are doing school online? Mm-hmm. What if what if we you know like we we all had to in the middle of a pandemic figure out how to do church and keep church going keep the doors open when the doors are closed you know and so that's this is another another question and I love so much that you know in in this thing if there's if there's anything good about uh, about a global pandemic is that it forced 
the church to be more creative and to, to, to have like answer these questions of how do we do what we can do to continue to share the gospel. And I would argue that like, I know for a fact, like we were not, our church was not online before the pandemic. Our church is online now and we will not stop being online when the pandemic is over because we have, we've heard from people, not just in Utah where our church is, we've heard from people across the nation and we've had people like in other countries log on to our service and have like given us feedback about the sermon or the worship or those kind Mm -hmm. of things. I I would argue that the church has gone farther and done more in a pandemic than it, than it did before. Absolutely. You know, so, so I think that, yeah, like if you're there watching on a zoom call and somebody helps dunk somebody in a bath, in in a bathtub. Awesome. There's water here. Why can't I be baptized? And so like, let's, let's do that. Like, and, and, and to pursue that, like, I, I think I'm, I'm literally going to go into a meeting this week and, and kind of pitch that. But also uh, I think that everybody, you know, if you're, if you're a worship leader or a pastor or even just somebody who's really interested in who the sons of Asaph are, um, you know, which we, I think we're going to get to in a minute, but we, you know, I think that that's something that to, to definitely think about and to, to push a little forward to say, you know, how, how can we do this and how can we keep this thing moving forward? That's really cool, man. Well, I hope, man. I, I I'm, I'm gonna probably do the same thing and talk to, talk to my pastor about that. I have a meeting with him this afternoon, and just to kind of bring up, hey, like, you know, maybe we can put this out to individuals that are looking for that to either minister, you know, administering that in, in some capacity digitally, and capture it on a, on a Zoom call and get these people. I mean, you can, you can Zoom call on your smartphone now. Yeah. So. So it's absolutely you can, there. You can also do like but. the recording on the Zoom call uh, to like show like what happened and then show the file. Share uh, it, yeah. Yeah, share, like show the file with your church family or share it in a service. And so like people, it, it, w- it wouldn't be essentially live unless you did like a Facebook live thing. But um, but you could still share it with the congregation to, to have people see the witness and that people can celebrate yeah. with that person the choice that they, the choice to follow Christ that they made. Like that's really cool. Like I'm, for sure going to take that this week. Like that's, that's a really good thing. So, <coughs> hey, I'm going to move to worship burrito real fast. I only have one little thing. I don't know if you had anything, but uh, um, I just wanted to bring up, I found Need to Breathe a uh, version of Silent Night that they released in November 20th this year. Hmm. Um, and it is amazing. I love Need to Breathe, especially one of the songs that Need to Breathe does that I've I've done for years and years is go tell it on the mountain. Uh, right okay. now, they actually have it on Spotify. They usually don't. It's been really hard to find, um, but they actually have their version of go tell it on the mountain. But uh, they released Silent Night, and it is outstanding. I'm doing it this next Sunday, so awesome. um, it's just something that I I, I want to give a shout out. Those guys, you know, they've they've gone through some transitions even over the last pandemic time frame where they've lost a musician. They're releasing albums still. They've done solo stuff, and but they just continue to produce really really cool stuff. And I, yeah. I I'm impressed by their most recent uh, rendition of Silent Night. So my my 2020 album of the year is going to be Need to Breathe Out of Body. Like that. Oh yeah. That album is that album is phenomenal. And um, like what they did in the pandemic for a concert to, to like how they released the concert is, uh, you know, we we set up with some friends and watched a concert outside. It's going to be one of my top five concerts of 
uh, of all time. Just like that experience, uh, sitting there with with some good friends and watching uh, watching that show in an outdoor. You know, we set up the, the the screen and the speakers outside and like had like an outdoor concert thing while watching it on the on on the screen. It was it was awesome, like super cool. But yeah, Need to Breeze uh, Out of Body is is going to be my 2020 album of the year. So now I'm definitely uh, yeah. when we stop recording, I'm going to go listen to some. Christmas music by them too. That's that's super cool. So, all right, dude. Well, um, this week I think you know we if if you've been at, if you've been we were grateful for the follower that we have, the listener that we have. Thank, um, thank you, friend. Thank but you, friend. If, if you if you decide that you you know continue listening to us after all of the episodes of you know that we've done. And hopefully that you find helpful in some capacity or just enjoy listening to us banter. But, um, (laughs) you know, maybe the question has come to mind, what in the world are these guys doing? Why in the world are they doing anything? Like, you know, like, is there a point to these guys getting on and recording a conversation they're having? Because right now I haven't found one. And, and and what we realized is that after, you know, we've done, we've actually recorded, um, this is going to be our 10th, our, yeah, our 10th episode. Um, but as you've, you'll note is that at the very beginning of our episodes, it starts on episode three and it doesn't, it doesn't say like, oh, episode one is episode three. No, it straight up skips one and two. And that is because they are so atrocious that uh, we just said, uh-uh, they're not happening. However, the problem with that is that the very first episode that we did, we explained why. Why are we here? What are we doing? What's our heart behind this? And yeah. and so the, the big question that I'm sure if you are patient enough to listen to our podcasts, which takes a tremendous amount of patience, um... Has has come to mind. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, who, are, who are these dudes? <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to answer that question and just kind of give you our perspective. Why did we name it Sons of Asaph? Uh, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. And uh, and just kind of unpack that a little bit. Uh, we've got about twenty minutes left of, of our podcast here, and uh, would love to just kind of enlighten everybody on all things Sons of Asaph. All things, man. Okay, twenty minutes. All things. I don't know that we're going to get to all things, but we can we can give it a shot. I do th- I do think it's funny that we have two episodes that we literally threw away um, <laughs> because you know one. I don't know how much you're going to go back and listen to uh, things that you've created. I don't know. It's weird when I hear myself sing. It's weird when I hear like myself preach or different things like that. Like I don't want to go back and hear it because I'm like. I'm going to be my own worst critic in so many ways, but you know, we have to listen to what it is that we've done and you know, here we are. So, um, well, I think by way of just introducing ourselves, I think the best way for us to do that is for me to simply ask, uh, Adam, who are you, man? And why do you want to do a podcast? Well, I, uh, I got the tail end of that comment or question, but, uh, I'm going to say that uh, the question was, what, what, you know, I said, who are you and why do you want to do a podcast? Oh, man, we're going to start like the actual questions that we did on the first podcast. There, there it is. <coughs> All right. Well, my name's Adam. I am a worship pastor at Redemption Hill Church. And um, 
I've been there for just about two years now, uh, so I feel like a little puppy at a, at a church and a congregation, but it's growing along with me and, and you know, in ebbs and flows of people. Um, you know, the heart behind the podcast, why I wanted to do a podcast is that I felt like there was a tremendous need out there for better equipping, better preparation, and... Um, not not just like hey here's the logistics of how to do worship how to how to play chords or how to how to sing songs or how to even just you know it's just generally speaking like God gave me a gift to to lead worship and I and I and I do whatever I can to lead well in that and I don't want to ever take that lightly to the point where I feel like um, you know I I. I have I have experience over years and years of 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 successes and failures when it comes to worship, and and I don't I I, I don't think that it's you know I, I I well I think that as part of part of the responsibility of me as a worship pastor is to to be able to share that that mm-hmm. wealth that wisdom and that experience with with other people who might be questioning like hey. Am I a worship leader? Could I be a worship leader? This church is asking me because I play an instrument to lead worship, and I'm going. Mm. I'm I'm really into heavy metal, and I don't really think that's a place for you know. But but what is God doing? How come God's given me this gift? You know, should I be doing something with it? And hopefully, right. this is a place that you can come to hear some really crazy dudes talk about. Mm all of their different mixed bag of life and and how for some odd reason God has used us to glorify, you know, right. him. Right. Dude, that's awesome. That's super good. I, I I love that picture of, you know, like wanting to equip and and give to the next generation. I think in Utah we see this a lot and maybe where you're from, where you're listening, you you experience this a lot too, but um where does your mom live, Sean? My mom lives in Dallas, Texas. Okay, so that's where the listener is. There, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> you got me. No, but I think that like that level, like you know, there might be somebody out there that that thinks, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't be the the worship leader. And my answer to that simply would be, if if you can, yeah, you should. And mm-hmm. like you you if you've got the ability, if God's given you this ability and, and even like that, that question you have, you have the, the, the heart that's saying, you know, maybe I should be, you know, joining a worship team or like helping the church in the area of worship. I'm telling you, like you can go to Adam's church and he will immediately put you to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can come, you can come to, to my church and we will, we will put you to work because we need, Laborers, we need people who are willing to serve in this area. And what we're finding is church planters come to Utah. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are who are equipped to preach and ready to preach, but like there's there's a staggering amount, or a, not an amount actually, of of leaders that uh, that can lead worship. And so, um, you know, there's 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 it's like a desert in some places. So like churches need worship leaders. Churches need people who are ready to lead and. I, I that's some of why uh, why I wanted to um, to get on this this because Adam and I we we've known each other for years and we constantly have these conversations and you know after we have these conversations I you know I'm 
jazzed up about doing something and you know like we we get excited we do we've done ministry and concerts and like diff, different things together and that's that's the idea like i i hope that we inspire um anybody who's listening to and encourage you towards serving in your church hopefully in the area of worship or like there's some questions that you have about worship that um that in our conversation about it that uh, that we might you know give you a perspective or maybe you disagree with it wholeheartedly but that steers you in a direction that serves your your congregation in a good way then i'm i'm blessed and ben- like i think that's a benefit too and so yeah, yeah. that that would that would be why um why i'd want to do that and that's why we at the end of the podcast as we've evolved in this over 10 episodes uh why we say hey we want you to join the conversation we want to know what you're thinking because that just that helps us become better worship pastors, but also uh, it helps it helps inform us in areas where we might have a blind spot. And we're, we're not ever Adam and I are not ever saying that we know it all. We're just two dudes. I'm close. Who, I'm really <laughs> close. <laughs> I'm getting the degree that says I know everything. <laughs> no, I think that you know, we're 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 just two guys who love Jesus and love serving in our church churches and we want to do the best that we can and in the areas where we have a blind spot we're more than willing to hear the what you know what we've done what we've said wrong correct it and move forward you know like you just saw us stumble over peter paul oh nope it was philip you know like (laughs) we we want to make sure that we we do that right and actually go to the source so much so so yeah like yeah that, that that's why i me personally why i would say uh i've wanted to do a podcast so to, to equip and to help. So that's awesome. That I'm glad that you and I agree on that. We may not agree on everything. Um, I, just to kind of give you a little bit of background information as far as where we get the name Sons of Asaph. Sons of Asaph is something that uh, is biblical. Um, years ago, I, I've, been, I've been part of a group of individuals that um, we were kind of like a... Um, uh, like a homeless worship team, we would just tra- you know travel around to different places and serve in different churches and that kind of stuff. We connected with a lot of different uh, different churches and different denominations uh, all over the place. Uh, I mean, mainly Utah, but uh, to be able to bring in an opportunity of seeing and hearing uh, a solid band come and play worship for them and maybe give their team a break or give them a week off. Mm. And um, that was kind of our passion for quite a few years. I still connect to just a few weeks ago. I played with a couple of those guys. Uh, they came to my church and and we sang together. And so it's still a wonderful blessing. We called ourselves the Sons of Asaph. And Sons of Asaph is um, found a lot. Well, it's found all over in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of part of the Psalms were written by Asaph and the sons of Asaph. Um, so if you're going through some of the text, oftentimes it'll say by sons of Asaph or written by sons of Asaph. Like some are yeah. some songs are credited to David and you know and and that kind of stuff. But um, where it comes from is early on in Chronicles. Um, there's a point where uh, where David is appointing. Uh, the the individuals who are leading in the court in the temple uh, in the temple grounds uh, and mm-hmm. um, the, some of those appointments specifically the appointment of Asaph and the sons of Asaph 
Um, and then as as anything else that happens throughout that that period, throughout that time during David's David and Solomon's, you know, all of those reigns is they would bring in and they would always mention even before a battle march, even before anything. The sons of Asaph delivering in, bringing in, and ushering in that moment of praise, prophecy, singing, uh, you know, playing instruments. That was all by permission and appointment by King David. Um, and and so we felt like that was a fitting role as a worship leader and people who ushered in that opportunity to, to you know, glorify God to be called sons of Asaph. And so everyone who, in my opinion, everyone who picks up an instrument, who uses their voice and is in, in, in operation and function glorifying God, you are a son or daughter of Asaph. Yeah. I, I love, like, it's actually a really cool word study um, if you want to go through the Old Testament and just, uh, just do a, a Bible word search on sons of Asaph or Asaph and the, the situations that you find them in, they are all over the, uh, the, the Old Testament. And, mm-hmm. you know, like exactly what you said, like leading out in war, like literally being the tip of the spear, like worship, the worship of our God is going to be the thing that we lead out with. And so, you know, I think it's, it's a really good reason why you see in church services, you like, hopefully you see worship be the first thing uh, that happens like in, in a service that, that, that goes on. And so I really, really love that. And, um, you know, we, we had different names. Like we actually at one point wanted to name this podcast, the worship burrito, uh, and I, 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 I was very uncomfortable with that. And so uh, the one the one name that we couldn't get away from was uh, was the Sunday worship Day. time. Worship oh, no, no, time. no. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. 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 You're going to get sounds- that story. You're going to get that story at some point. <laughs> it's it's not going to happen today. So you're going to have to keep you're going to have to keep listening, mom. Um, well, I, I think I need to introduce myself, too. I've done a whole bunch of talking, but uh, my name is is Sean Patrick. I'm the worship pastor at Risen Life Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I have been on staff at Risen Life for 20 years, which is insane to me. But uh, the first eight years was in youth ministry, and uh, and then I stepped into worship ministry. I uh, felt God's calling to do that. I thought I was going to be a lifer in youth ministry, and uh, it was very clear what God was doing uh, when he moved me into worship ministry, and I can't tell you how much I love my job, uh, it, I I really do. I I think that you know I've, I've described it multiple times as uh, I I have dress rehearsal for heaven every Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, we get we get to lead God's people, and it's not so much that I I picture myself as like you know like leading the charge I just I I'm the guy that gets to hold the guitar and you know this picture of I have I I try to reach up and grab God's hand and I grab the congregation's hand and I connect them and then I get out of the way and just watch this beautiful uh symphony play around that just to see to see it happen and to like watch people engage and to like meet God and you, you can see it on their faces whether they're wearing a mask or not you can see it like that moment when they've they've connected with God and that you've you've played a small role in that man like it is it is one of the coolest jobs you know for all the all the, the jobs in a church I I really do think I have the coolest one and it's it's so much it's so much fun and such an honor to to be involved and um, you know yeah I talked a little bit about why I wanted to to do the podcast but more than more than anything 
Um, I, you know, we, we talked a little bit about legacy. Um, I've learned a lot over, you know, uh, over 20 years of ministry and mm-hmm. I'm still learning, you know, like there's, there's lessons that I, I, that I'm going to learn and continue to learn. And the best way that I feel that I can leave a legacy of what it is that I've learned in ministry is to, uh, is to share it and to, to mentor and to, to, sh- uh, you know, to just be a, an open book as much as possible, both in my failures and my successes. And so, um, I think that, I hope that as you listen to this, like, I hope that we don't screw up too much, but if we do, um, I want, I want you guys to see as well, like how, how we'll own that, how we'll move forward and you know, that, that we'll, we'll do that. So that's, that, that's who we are. Um, you can look, you, you can look us up online. I'm sure if you want to see services, you can look up risen life church or, uh, redemption hill church, and you can see Adam and I, uh, leading worship in our services, but more than mm-hmm. anything, we just we do want to be just an encouragement to you and do do that through any way, shape, or form that we can. And so, you know, you may you may hear us bring in some church planting pot church planting pastors. You may have us hear us bring in some other people to be a part of this. Uh, we may highlight some ministries or churches uh, in the future. There's plenty of things that we're looking to do. Uh, but more than anything, we want to encourage you a potential worship leader, a worship leader, somebody who just enjoys worship, uh, or just somebody who's in a church and wants to know more about that, about what worship is. We want to, we want to be an encouragement as much as possible. Well, cool. I, I think that, you know, I, I think that the, the, we mutually agreed a, a while back when we were just trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way that we can we can make an impact and, and help make a difference, if anything. You know, even if it's, you know, may, maybe we, we were just we're just going to be forever stuck with one listener. I don't know. But um, but our heart <laughs> is to is to provide some, you know, entertaining you know, conversation pieces that we are talking about, invite you to that conversation uh, to be part of it. We have a Facebook group that you can join in and make, you know, you know, give us your comments, only happy ones though. And, and then at the same time though, is, is you and I both sitting here going like, how can we start making a difference to where it, it allows us to, to, for people to be heard, for people to hear us better and, and to hear, you know, we like the one-on-ones. We like the conversations with individuals, and we like to see those people grow. However, we saw that the need was greater than a one-on-one, and so just by ourselves, it's 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 almost an impossible feat to be able to yeah. equip the people that that are necessary to answer the call that God's asking, you know, from people or from from other individuals, other worship leaders. And so the only thing that we can do is say, hey, like, look. I want to help you hear God. And, you know, I, I, oddly enough, it made me think about this earlier when we were talking about this, but um, I asked a buddy of mine who, brand new, I'm barely onboarding him. He just barely met everybody on, on the worship side and said he's, he, you know, he's willing to start playing and start start doing a, a acoustic. Well, I'm looking for coverage because I'm teaching at the, the weekend after Christmas. And so I'm like, uh, you want to lead? And his answer was Isaiah six verse eight, and it's basically it's it's when God says, "Who can I send?" And Isaiah answers and he says, "Here am I, send me." Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and and really, the answer I was I was like, does that mean you don't want to lead worship, or you know, really, it was just it was it was him answering that call that he's been praying about, and and knowing that like this is the place that he needs to be, and it's a big it's a big unknown for me because I don't like you know barely vetting somebody, having a little bit of time with them, and then just dropping them into this sort of role, but. Right. Um, but it's a need that I had, and and I know that there's probably a dozen churches across just two valleys, Salt Lake and, and Utah County, that that have that same need, and have that same desire, and almost a desperation for help. And um, because of that, the only way that I can minister the one-on-one with more than one is this way through a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well. We will continue the conversation, um, and we'll bring up different different topics. But we want to know uh, from you. Like now that we've officially our first episode, we introduced ourselves, but we we threw that away. So now that we've officially introduced ourselves, you know a little bit more about us. Um, we we would strongly want you uh, or strongly encourage you to join in the conversation on our Facebook page. Um, you can find this, find that link on uh, on wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. We want to hear from you, and we want to know what you've uh, what you've experienced in worship. What we what, uh, what we brought up that what, if, was it if, was it encouraging to you, or did we miss something? And how do we you know can we talk about that? And so we want you to join in the conversation too, because I think all of us together are going to make this thing, not just this podcast, but us in ministry, uh, you know, to, to aim to move the kingdom of God forward, uh, as much as we can. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we, we want to continue to talk about that and in, in the process, bring all the glory and honor, uh, to, to God, because he's the reason that honestly that we're here. So we'll continue the conversation, uh, next time. And so we just want to, uh, encourage you and say thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Sean Patrick. I'm Adam Richardson. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to the Sons of Asaph Worship podcast. If you like the show, make sure to leave us a review and to subscribe. Connect with us on our Facebook page. See you next time. (laughs) 